Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. If you are telling a story over and over and over again, uh, somebody stole money from me, somebody robbed me, somebody physically hurt me or abused me, I didn't come from a good background, my parents were alcoholics, Uh, my spouse was a drug abuser, my spouse cheated on me, Um, I've been in three businesses and all of them failed. Every one of those things is a story. Those stories then turn into excuses they're all, they're all steeped in blaming another person for your experience. Um, they actually happened. They're part of your past, but they don't have to be part of your future. Because what you can do by forgiving, what forgiving does is it takes and it's like it erases the pain of the story, but it allows you to reframe it in a completely different way, Okay. So, it, so the whole idea about reframing a story is to really understand that there is not just a bad side to what you experienced. There must be something equally as good because that's the law of polarity. There, everything follows the law of polarity. Everything has an opposite and it's equal and opposite. So if something's a little bad, you'll find that it's also a little good. If something's really bad, you also will find out that at some some point, it's really good. But when we're telling a story, what are we doing? We're te- we're, it's almost like we're commanding our mind to keep looking at the negative side of it, keep looking at the blaming side of it, and keep staying in the disempowered state that that story creates. So we want to transform it. We want to begin to say to ourselves, okay, I'm not going to blame. I'm going to accept responsibility for my part of this story. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to look for what is actually good about this. And yes, it it is no joke. You have to train yourself to be able to see the good in everything. Because until you train yourself to do it, all you're going to do is default back to whatever your story was. Now, what I want to go through is what I call six steps to responsibility and freedom, okay? So this is going to be the work that you're going to do that is going to help you be able to take back responsibility for your own life so that you can march forward empowered and really make things happen in a big way, okay? Are you ready to put yourself in a situation where nobody else is responsible for your income or how you feel? So I'm asking that to you as a question, right? Because some people that are listening to this, they may not be in that place. And I totally respect if they're not in that place, but it's better for you to admit to yourself that you're not in that place yet than to lie to yourself and say, yes, I'm in that place just because David's teaching this, but then you go right back to the same behavior. That is completely not productive. If you're not in that place, the whole idea is to go, okay, I'm not in that place, but I really want to be in that place. What I need to do now is to figure out how do I get to that place. And and part of that is the the steps that I'm going to give you, by the way. It's just just an an initial question. All right. 
Next question. Are you ready to be free? I think that this is also an introspective question. Are you ready to be free? Do you know a lot of people actually don't want to be free? They're afraid of it. They want to have everything in their life very structured and somebody else telling them what to do. And you have to know if you're ready for this because it's a big step, okay? As I've been telling you, all you have to do is to take complete responsibility for every thought that you think, every feeling that you have, every action that you take, and every result that you get. What does that look like? If you are an angry or resentful or vindictive person, you realize that no one made you feel that way. That's the first step. You have to realize they didn't make you feel that way. You're choosing to feel that way. You have the power to choose. You choose to feel that way. If your business isn't where you want it to be, you don't blame the economy. You look at where you're hindering in the flow of your own business. Taking responsibility isn't always easy to do, but it's definitely worth the effort. So here are six action steps to help you get started. Step number one. Step number one. Eliminate blame from your life. If you're blaming a person or a situation, you're giving them the power to make you miserable. So look at yourself and A, make a list of any people or situations where you're currently assigning blame. B, ask yourself, why am I choosing to feel this way? How is it serving me to blame? And C, if you find that you're still defending your right to blame, identify your part in the situation. Don't write down what the other person did. Write down what you did or what you didn't do. For instance, if you blame your spouse for leaving you, recall that you were not supportive or of his or her dream. Then the next time the blame starts that tape in your head starts going, you know, with the story, remember your role in the situation and turn it off, okay? So you're stepping out of blame, you're taking responsibility for your side of everything that happens. Step number two, free yourself from your story. Now, what is the story that you tell about the situation or the things that have happened to you? If you're not sure, Listen to yourself the next time that you're seeking help or having a conversation with someone. Or imagine asking me a question. Pay attention to the words that you use to ask the question or to describe the situation. Then, ask yourself, if I had the power to completely change or let go of my story, how would that change my life right now? Then imagine how free you would be. Literally visualize in your mind how free would you be if you had the ability to let go of that story right now? Step number four, ask yourself, is there anything I fear by taking responsibility? Now, I really want you to think about this, okay? Because generally our fears are pretty hidden um, and sometimes they're multi-layered. Uh, here's what I mean by that what I mean by multi-layered, is that we'll, we'll experience fear sometimes originally as avoidance of something. We're avoiding doing something. And we may say, I don't want to, I don't feel like it, I'm tired, I'm too busy, whatever. When, generally, when you hear this coming from a person on a, re, a repetitive basis, 
they're in avoidance of something. And what they're in avoidance of is there, there is a fear looming that they have not completely identified yet, okay? So if, you, if you, I ask you the question, is there anything that you fear by taking responsibility, you're thinking to yourself, okay, so David's saying take responsibility for everything I think, everything I feel, everything I do, uh, all the results that I get in my life. If I take that responsibility, is there something about that that I feel like avoiding? And if I feel like avoiding something, uh, what could be the fear behind that, right? So um, a lot of people have a fear that if they take responsibility that they'll automatically assign a story to it that they're no good, they're a screw-up. In some way, it's a negative blast on their self-esteem or their self-image. And that would, again, that would be a story. That's not something that's true because taking responsibility is not anything that diminishes you. It lifts you up. It makes you a bigger person, a stronger person. It adds a ton of character to you. It's extremely important to the building of a healthy self-esteem or self-image, not stripping it away. Blame strips it away. So if I accept responsibility and I say, hey, you know what? I really fucked this up. Um, that now, I ha- now I'm admitting what I did. I'm taking responsibility for it. I am going to look at why I may have done that, change that part of my behavior, my character, my, my habits, wh- whatever it might be, and now I'm going to become a stronger person, right? So that's accepting responsibility. If you are... Um, blamed for something by someone else and you, and you don't take responsibility for your side of it, all you think about is how bad of a person you are. How could I have screwed this up? You roll a tape through your mind that continues to um, b- rebuild in shame and guilt around what you did over, over and over and over and over yourself. So don't answer uh, no or yes. Really give this some thought. If you fear something, why do you fear it? How could you be empowered by it instead? For instance, you may fear letting go of a relationship because you'd be alone. Imagine instead of how you can be empowered by being alone. Picture yourself in that situation. Um, A lot of times, one of the fears that, that I hear from people uh, that, is a, that is a big one, it, it's a, a lot of people have this, this issue, is when they have to come face-to-face with being responsible for the sales in their business or in their company. It doesn't matter the size of it. When, you know, it could be startup, it could be just be you, uh, or you, it could be you know, a, major, a major corporation that, that you're in. And they have not overcome the fear of rejection because that's really what people suffer from when they're afraid of sales. So... This is, this is an area that I have found over the years, it can be a real tricky one because you have to, a person has to ask themselves, do I have a skill set problem? Do I have a mindset problem? Or is there an actual problem with maybe our marketing or our advertising or, or whatever it is? But overall, most people come to me with an excuse and a story about why they're not selling. So I'll, tell you, I'll just tell you a little bit of a story. It's an absolutely true story. And it'll, it, hopefully it'll give you a reframe 
around this to help you break through the fear, break through the avoidance, break through the idea of not doing something that you don't want to do. Number one, sales is something that you do for someone. It is not something that you do to someone. So it is a service that you're providing. When you develop the skills to be a good salesperson, what you're actually doing is you're helping a person develop clarity in their mind around a problem that they have so that they can make a decision as to whether or not they want to purchase your product or your service. And as long as what you're doing is ethical and as long as they actually have the problem, then it is of nothing but benefit to uh, sell that person because basically you're coaching them to, to make a different decision for their life. That's all a sale is. That's what it is. So it's not anything that you're doing to someone. I know a lot of people get in the mind frame of, I don't want to be the pushy salesperson. Um, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be intrusive. I hate asking people for money. All of these things actually help a person lift themselves up, not put them down. And you're not being rude and you're not being pushy. Yes, you have to ask for the money, but it's like you anything else in life. If you want something, you have to ask for it. There's also something magical that takes place in that transformation. When you ask a person for money and they give you money, you're both accepting responsibility for each side of what you're responsible for. So it's actually an agreement that takes place between two people, okay? So here's, so here's my story uh, uh, around this. I think that um, when I first started in sales, I was very, very much focused on this idea of, you know, what is this product going to do for someone? And, and I, you know, like, because I'm in the self-improvement industry and I help people make a lot more money, what if they use my product and it doesn't work? So the first thing, so I had to realize something, that when I say that, if I say that, I'm actually blaming. I'm actually blaming. What am I doing? I'm blaming my product for not getting the result. Now, if my product can get the result for one person, it can get the result for 10 people or 100 people, 1,000 people or 10,000 people. The real question is, will the person use the product? Um, I've never had a person that used what it is that we teach that does not hit their financial goals. Never once. We have had people that don't use it and they don't hit their financial goals because they fall into the idea of blaming something. The truth is, is they're not actually using the product. It's like if you buy a book and you put a book up on your shelf and the book is an exact roadmap to becoming a multimillionaire and you're sitting around, um, you know, basically, you know, one foot in poverty, uh, but you refuse to read the book and you blame everything else in your life. You have the answer right in front of you. You just don't choose to use it. So with sales, it's very similar because... Um, the whole idea with sales is that you're selling an outcome. That's what it, that's when, you, when you're selling something, you're selling an outcome to a person, right? If you're selling a TV, you're selling an outcome because the person wants to be able to use the television set. They want to be able to view whatever programming they want to view. If, you, if they buy the TV, they go home, they put it up and plug it in, but never watch it, they can't blame the TV uh, because they didn't turn it on. So with sales, um, 
what we're here's what we're here's what we're thinking as far as as the whole idea around responsibility. What if you sold something that actually didn't exist? Meaning that I had my mentor my mentor say to me one time, he said, I want to create a product, but I haven't created it yet. And I don't want to create it until I know that it will sell. He said, so go out and sell a hundred of these things, and if you sell a hundred of them, I'll create it. If you don't sell a hundred of them, we'll refund everybody their money. And I said, what's the product? And he said, what the hell difference does that make? What is the product? He, he said, that's not the, the question you should be asking me. I said, okay, what's the question I should be asking you? He said, what's the outcome that they're going to get? I already know how to create the product. You just haven't created it yet. I know how to get the outcome. You have to find out if you can sell this to 100 people who want the outcome. And I remember getting off the phone with him and thinking to myself, I think I've just heard the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I had to get back on the phone and get some clarification, and that's when it was explained to me that nobody buys a product. They buy an outcome. So what's the use of creating any product if you can't demonstrate some kind of an outcome? So I said, okay, fine, I'm going to do this. And I was, I was starting to really get the image in my mind that, that that's really true. The people are buying an outcome. What most people do is they sell from a place where they don't want to be rejected. <coughs> so they say, you know, it has all these benefits, all these bells and whistles, and they just go on and on and on and on about that. But the person's not buying all of that. They're buying what all of that does for them. So why are they doing this in, to begin with? Because they don't want to be rejected. Why don't they want to be rejected? Because they come from an internal paradigm of blaming. If I'm rejected in the subconscious mind, then my subconscious mind goes to something is wrong with me. And I don't want something to be wrong with me, so if I, then I go into avoidance of not doing the sales that I need to be doing, and I start blaming it on someone else or something else. And it's just a, it's a, it's a crazy circle that just goes around and around and around. So the idea here is that you're coming from a place of true service. What is it that your client or potential client wants to experience? Why are they not experiencing that? See, if you get them to get clear on why they're not experiencing it, what are you helping them do? You're helping them accept responsibility for the situation that they're in. This does something magical when it comes to making sales because it starts to set up a sense of urgency to where a person will buy. If they can accept responsibility for why they're not getting it, then you can ask them another very important question. What happens if this doesn't change? Now, this is a responsibility question. You, you can forget about money. You can ask yourself this question about anything in your life. If you have something that's not working, at any point in time in your life, you can say, what happens if this does not change? And then you, from the, from the, based on the law of cause and effect, 
you can really kind of fetter out exactly what's going to happen, what is going to be the outcome, what is going to be the effect if what it is that you're doing does not change. So when you do that in a sales situation, you have what the person wants, you have them accepting responsibility for why they're not getting it, you have them looking at the outcome of not changing from a responsible point of view, and now you have empowered this person to say yes to taking a step in their life, excuse me, that will help them change or will help them get a result that they're looking for. This is how powerful responsibility actually is because it's not just you taking responsibility, it's also the transference of responsibility to other people who want the same kind of result or desire for what it is that you have to offer in your life. <coughs> now, number six, take responsibility for all basic survival needs such as money, food, bills, etc. Many people are dependent upon a spouse, a parent, a child, or some entity to take care of them. They screw themselves up psychologically by giving away that power. Search your life for any area where you have conceded that control and given it to someone else and you want to take it back. I think that um, whenever we are in relationship with somebody else, we have to carry our share of the responsibility in that relationship. If, if the relationship comes becomes codependent in any way, what ends up happening is that the other person in the relationship is taking responsibility for things that you should be taking responsibility for. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're both going to do the same thing. It's that you're, you're agreeing to carry... You're to carry your own share of the load, okay? This helps you become stronger, not weaker. Um, a lot of people, if, they, if they're with somebody, uh, it could be a family member, it could be a business or whatever, and they're very easily willing to push that off onto you know, somebody else and not, and not take responsibility for it, the problem is, is it can become an extraordinarily bad habit and it's just like not when you don't exercise. You actually get weaker, not stronger, okay? When you are not uh, deliberately getting stronger, you're getting weaker. So this is an exercise of the mind. It's an exercise of the emotions. It's an exercise of what it is that we're going to do. And the whole idea of what we're doing is that we're actually taking it back for ourselves. So taking responsibility requires vigilance. It does require introspection. But if you did the exercise, if you could sit down and imagine, really picture in your mind the payoff, your life, your business, your income are completely in your hands. You have the power to change all of them. Total freedom from the opinions of others is the next benefit that you get from this. Now, I want you to think about this. I heard this first probably, oh, 22, 23 years ago. I was, at a, I was at a conference somewhere, and the speaker on the stage said, was talking, he was talking about rejection or something like that, and he said to the audience, I don't care if you like me. And I thought to myself, well, that's a weird thing to, for somebody to say. 
And he, he went on to explain, he said, I don't need your appreciation, and I don't need your approval, and I don't need your love. I'm here to do one very specific thing. That's what I was hired to do. That's what I'm responsible for doing, and I don't need anything back from you. Therefore, everything that I'm going to give you is just a complete, honest um, version of, of whatever that they were doing at, at, the, at the time. I have watched so many people not reach their potential <coughs> because they blame other people um, and they don't step up and really not need the love, the approval, the appreciation of others. Many people are doing what they're doing because that's what they're seeking. They're seeking to get love. They're seeking to get approval. They're seeking to get appreciation from others. Uh, somebody once said that there's only two acts in life. One is an act of love, and the other one is the act of seeking love. Every act we do is either the act of love or the act of seeking love. So if we are continually seeking love and we're not loving ourselves first, we're not taking responsibility for ourselves. We're absolutely not doing it. And we're making how we feel the, respons the, the, the responsibility of someone else. All it does is keep you down. It does not move you forward. It does not uh, allow you to expand. It doesn't allow you to grow in your life. And I think one of the, one of the saddest things is that every person has a purpose. Every form of life that we're aware of has a very specific purpose. That's true for me, and it's also true for you. In order for us to bring that purpose to the surface so that we can literally experience the abundance of it in our life, absolutely requires 100% acceptance of responsibility on our end to be able to do it. So as you can see, this is an extraordinarily important lesson um, in order to accelerate your income, in order to improve your life anywhere. It's the path of liberation. And, you know, you can start on that path today. That's going to require two very basic things. We already talked about decision. So, but I'm going to mention it again because everything really is a decision. Um, I don't know how many times a person has to hear that before they realize that once they accept responsibility and they actually make a decision, when they, when they, a decision meaning I'm drawing a line in the sand. I'm no longer going to do this, I'm going to do this. I, and I mean I'm no longer ever going to do this. I'm going to do something different. I'm no longer going to procrastinate at, at work. I am going to go in and give my, my very best every day. Um, I'm no longer to going not to exercise. I'm going to exercise every day or eat right or um, engage with you know, my spouse in, in relationships. These are decisions. I'm going to make sales calls every day. These are decisions, right? Everything begins to change when you do that because you're accepting responsibility for the place that you're in and you're gaining all the power back 
in order to make something happen in your life. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.